everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Today, we want to have a marvelous Motivating Monday that celebrates the graduates, the class of 2021. And when I say the class of 2021, I'm talking about the pre-K, the elementary, the high school, and the college graduates, and the graduates from certification programs. Everybody's not meant to go to college, but that doesn't mean everyone can't learn a trade or skill in another area. So I thought it would be appropriate to try to give all the graduates some motivation because you are marvelous. And this is Marvelous Motivating Monday. So what I did is went and found some famous commencement speeches that I want to just play so you guys can be motivated because in the pandemic right now, and especially if you're graduating from college, you're probably a little nervous about the work uh, environment and jobs and all that. And so I thought if I could pick people who were motivating for different reasons, that would be something that would be beneficial to you guys to hear. And I just happened, as you always say, I'm changing channels. I just happened to be listening to someone give a speech that was very motivating. And her entire story is actually very motivating. And that's from this graduating class. She's given a speech at Hampton University. Now, she will be talking about all the things that she may have experienced But you may not know her history as of this day. So what I'm going to do is let the president of Hampton University introduce her. She is an alumna of Hampton, and she is now the first African-American woman president of MSNBC. And her name is Rashida Jones. And so we're going to open up this episode with her commencement speech for the graduating class of 2021. So check this out as she's introduced from the university president. Now, before the president introduces Miss Jones, they have a Grammy-winning singer who is singing a song that I love, and it's a very motivating song. So without further ado, I'm going to let you guys hear his introduction, hear his story, hear his song, and then listen to the president of Hampton introduce the commencement speaker, Rashida Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, Emmy Award-winning gospel recording artist, Ernest Pugh. Congratulations to Hampton University's graduating classes of 2020 and 2021. You, ladies and gentlemen, will go down in history as the graduating class of resilience. You endured three global pandemics at one time, that of economics, that of the social and racial divide, as well as the public health concern called COVID-19. But you still persevered, which brought you to this place that you are right now. So with your faith on steroids, nothing shall be impossible for you. My prayer today is that God would reign on every desire, every aspiration, and every dream that is inside of you. Now let this song reign on you and be your theme in life. God bless you. 
Let your glory fill this place. Your all-consuming fire. Fill this tabernacle and purify our hearts. Surround us in this place. Want you to breathe new life within us. Send a refreshing, purify us. Heart, let your glory let your fill this place. Let your all consume fire. Feel. We want him to do it today. Yes, purify Surround us in this place. Lord, breathe new life. Oh, within us, yes. Oh, yeah. I need all the graduates to sing lead with me right here. Tell them to rain on Lord, breathe on us. Shower down, shower down, shower down, send your Do it even as you ask him for it. Purify. Surround us in this place. Send a refreshing Come on, lift your hands all over the place. Challenge.
speaker today, Ms. Rashida Jones, who earned the Bachelor of Arts degree in Mass Media Arts from Hampton University. Ms. Jones has recently been promoted to the distinguished position as president of MSNBC. She is responsible for oversight of all programming, editorial units, business development, and technical operations. Congratulations, Madam President. I want you to know your president and all of us are extremely proud of you. Proud of taking on the role of president in February of 2021, Ms. Jones served as senior vice president, NBC News and MSNBC. In this position, she spearheaded cross-platform breaking news and major events for both networks, including the coverage of the coronavirus pandemic and the network's decision 2020 coverage, including presidential debates, town halls, primaries, forums, and special election nights, an Emmy Award winner, and the executive producer of the most watched Democratic presidential debate in history during the 2020 election cycle, she also led MSNBC's Dayside and Weekend News programming, where she managed hours of live reporting and news gathering backed by the journalism of NBC News. Before joining MSNBC in 2020, 
13, Ms. Jones was a news director for the NBC affiliate in Columbia, South Carolina, where she rebuilt and rebranded uh, re the, the news team to focus on deep investigative reporting. The station was number one in their market. She also served as director of programming at the Weather Channel, leading coverage and content for some of the network's most historic weather events, including Hurricane Katrina, mass tornado outbreaks, and devastating snow storms. In 2019, Ms. Jones was inducted into the Hampton University Scripps Howard Journalism Hall of Fame, an honor acknowledged for her outstanding work in the journalism industry. She is an ambassador for the Alliance for Women in Media, a board member of the Carol Nealon Project for Responsible Journalism, a member of the Academy of Arts and Sciences, and the National Association of Black Journalists. In 2020, she was named in Variety's New York Women's Impact Report and 37 New Yorkers making an impact um, in entertainment, entertainment list. Ms. Jones is a mother of two. She currently lives in New Jersey with her family. Please join me in welcoming back to our home by the sea, our 2020 and 2021 commencement speaker, a true Hamptonian who has let her life do the singing. Please welcome Ms. Rashida Jones. Hello, Hampton. It is my honor to share a virtual stage with you. Thank you to the remarkable Dr. William R. Harvey for that wonderful introduction. Believe it or not, Dr. Harvey was already 20 years into his tenure as this university's president back when I first arrived at Hampton. He has dedicated more than four decades of his life to transforming a small Virginia Institute into this globally recognized powerhouse of excellence we know and love. Today, you might have the distinction of being one of the last classes to graduate under Dr. Harvey's watch, but I am certain that generations of pirates will continue to benefit from the legacy of his leadership. But today, we are here to celebrate you, the classes of 2020 and 2021. Congratulations to every single one of you and to the families and loved ones who have been cheering you on the entire way especially all of the mothers on this extra special Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mrs. Fisher. And congratulations to all of you. Graduating from college is a big achievement. And graduating during a global pandemic, that's next level. I know that a virtual commencement wasn't what you hoped for. You're missing out on your moment to finally cross Ogden Circle. Even more importantly, you're missing out on the chance to be with your closest friends today, to give each other Hampton hugs and high fives and take pictures in caps and gowns. And that's hard. There's no sugarcoating that. Look, nothing about the past year has been easy or expected, but it isn't all bad either. This weird year has thrown some important lessons at you, lessons that most people don't get the opportunity. Yes, the opportunity to learn this early on. And there are two lessons in particular worth honing in on, because as one of your classmates astutely said to me, this won't be the last or the worst hardship you'll experience. For starters, things often don't go the way you expect. You don't always get what you want. The world can turn upside down really quickly. But with that comes the second lesson. Even when your plan goes out the window, the opportunity for greatness doesn't go away. It just might look a little different. 
but I hope you'll also look back at this as the time when you discover what gets you inspired or outraged or whatever it is inside of you that drives you forward. Because whatever you're going to do with the next 5, 10, or even 40 years of your life, it's got to be something you believe in and you're passionate about. Now, I realize finding a job, let alone the one you're passionate about, feels uniquely difficult right now. And let me be real with you. You're not necessarily going to land the big one tomorrow. My own first job was ripping scripts, as we called it, and running a teleprompter. So look at this strange, uncertain moment in time, not as a disadvantage, but as a chance to find the right path for you. And I do have one piece of good news. You won't be the only one walking that path. You've got all the other graduates watching right now. I am very proudly the first black woman running a major news network. I know that just by showing up to work every day, I get to help change people's perceptions of what a leader looks like. No one else at the top of a major news network has ever looked like me before. And every time I zoom into an editorial meeting, my 12-year-old daughter gets to see someone who looks like her, literally, because we're basically twins, as the boss. My 12-year-old son gets to see a black woman in a position of real power. My coworkers get to do their jobs to the best of their ability without worrying about how some old guys in the C-suite see them and treat them. And the whole country gets to feel the effects of what it means, not just to have a young woman, but a woman of color, a mom, a proud HBCU graduate, make decisions on how to deliver and analyze the news. Because shame on me if I'm not bringing my entire life experience to the conversation. My job is to be a living, breathing showcase for what's possible. I have a photo of Emancipation Oak hanging in my office to remind me of that every day. And now, classes of 2020 and 2021, it is your job too. But true greatness can never be achieved alone. And however you make your mark on the world, don't just remember who helped you on the way there. Remember who you're blazing a path for. You can change someone's trajectory. You can change what they think is possible. And I can't think of anything more rewarding than that. Congratulations to the classes of 2020 and 2021. Keep making us proud. Now, see, the reason why, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to make it clear to the listeners. The reason why I did her speech as an overall thing I wanted you guys to listen to, well, there's several reasons. First, this is the first speech I heard where they uh, acknowledged the class of 2020. Because unfortunately, the class of 2020 kind of got left behind because of the pandemic. And so they acknowledged the class of 2020 and the class of 2021. So I wanted this specific speech to be the motivating speech. Now, keep in mind, she's at Hampton, but this speech is not just for Hampton. It's for all graduates, all colors, but specifically people of color right now need motivation as a supporter of HBCUs, Hampton's a HBCU, as a person who wants to always encourage uplifting others and mentoring, which is something I like to always do, as a person who helped start an organization to give scholarships back to my high school several years ago. If I could have gotten a platform where I could give a commencement speech, some of the same words that she used, I would use. So when I heard her vaguely speak about it, I went and did research to find her actual speech. And I want this speech to be motivating for all graduates, all races, all backgrounds. But I thought it was extra important that we get Miss Jones because right now, social media and the news media is controlling what's happening in the world and especially in America 
and double especially, even if that's not grammatically correct, I'm going to say it, for black people in the black community. Because as we know, it's pretty crazy out here for us. And unfortunately, a lot of our graduates will be discriminated against because of what they look like in spite of their education and their willingness to learn. And I thought this was the perfect example of a commencement speech to uplift all graduates, all races, all backgrounds with the bonus of strongly motivating the African-American graduates and the women of color. Because this woman is in a unique position, not just being the only African-American woman to head up a major network, but the network is a major news network, network that we have to rely on her to instruct her people to give us facts and not fake news, things that still, I will always say, do your own research, even if you get facts. Go and check if you're not sure if the facts make sense. But to give a person like this this major responsibility and to hear her words, to see that she's just like a lot of you are, I thought she was the perfect person to use for commencement speech for Marvelous Motivating Monday to motivate you graduates of all levels. And I really, really want to continuously encourage mentoring and try to slice through this divisiveness that's happening in the world and in America. As I said, this speech is a universal speech that happens to be given to all of you from an African-American woman, which is a bonus because I want my African-American family, men and women, to don't lose hope and don't feel that they don't know if um, it was worth it all because of what's happening in the pandemic and they may be discriminated against in the hiring process. You know, I am a major supporter. I tell people I am a student at all times. I'm a major supporter of education. I'm a major supporter of mentoring. I'm a major supporter of uplifting. And I just thought this marvelous Motivetti Monday, this speech from this specific person as well as, as you heard at the beginning, the song. I just thought the song that was played right before she came out was so appropriate because a lot of people are lost, a lot of people are broken, a lot of people are angry, a lot of people are confused. And that song, I, that's one of my favorite songs, I'm going to be honest with you. It's on my playlist. And it is so motivating for me to allow myself to just, just, just open my arms and, and receive the blessing that is being given to us from above. And those who are not religious and are spiritual, it's a spiritual song as well. And I just want you guys to be motivated for positivity. And I want to say once again, congratulations to the graduating class of 2021. But I do want to do like Hampton did and also say congratulations to the previous graduating class of 2020. And I was really glad that they included both classes in this speech. I decided to do something different before I close this out. I decided to go back and find Michelle Obama's 
speech to the virtual speech to the graduating class of 2020 and add that to the end of this episode because it's still relevant for the class of 2021. I want you guys to just listen to her and hopefully this will be another universal message for all races and all backgrounds for all graduates. So here is our former first lady. Hey, everybody. It is an honor to be here with you to help celebrate this amazing milestone in your lives. Graduation from college or high school is a culmination of years of hard work. So please enjoy this moment. You deserve this celebration. Congratulations. This is an important time of transition. In light of the current state of our country, I struggled to find the right words of wisdom for you today. So I am here today to talk to you, not as the former first lady, but as a real life person, a mother, a mentor, a citizen concerned about your future and the future of our country. Because right now, all that superficial stuff of titles and positions, all of that has been stripped away. And a lot of us are reckoning with the most basic essence of who we are. Over these past couple of months, our foundation has been shaken, not just by a pandemic that stole too many of our loved ones, upended our daily lives, and sent tens of millions into unemployment, but also by the rumbling of the age-old fault lines that our country was built on, the lines of race and power that are now once again so nakedly exposed for all of us to grapple with. So if any of you are scared or confused or angry or just plain overwhelmed by it all, if you feel like you're searching for a lifeline just to steady yourself, you are not alone. I am feeling all of that too. I think we all are. So I want you to know that it's okay to be confused. It's okay if you don't understand exactly what you're feeling. We're all sorting through this in real time. But here's the thing. While this period is certainly unprecedented, it is not a complete anomaly, simply some random coincidence to be dismissed. Now, what's happening right now is the direct result of decades of unaddressed prejudice and inequality. The truth is, when it comes to all those tidy stories of hard work and self-determination that we like to tell ourselves about America, well, the reality is a lot more complicated than that. Because for too many people in this country, no matter how hard they work, there are structural barriers working against them that just make the road longer and rockier. And sometimes it's almost impossible to move upward at all. Because if you're required to work during a pandemic, but don't have enough protective equipment or health insurance from your employer or paid sick leave, well, what is more essential, your work or your life? If you don't feel safe driving your own car in your own neighborhood or going for a jog or buying some candy at 7-Eleven or bird watching, if you can't even approach the police without fearing for your life, well, then how do you begin to chart your own course? And as so often is the case, these questions compound upon themselves. See, if you're struggling already just to keep your head above water, if you're living in a constant state of fear, how much farther behind will you be after months in quarantine and without a job? These are uncomfortable questions, questions that have dogged this country for generations but are now staring us in the face every time we look at our phones or 
hear helicopters circling our neighborhoods. And the tough part is nobody has all the answers. If my generation did, trust me, we'd have fixed all of this a long time ago. But that doesn't mean we should feel hopeless. Just the opposite. Because what we finally do have is focus. We see what's happening in stark relief. We see how these inequalities are playing out on our streets. And it's not just the communities most affected by these challenges that see it now. It's folks all across the country who for too long have had the luxury and privilege of looking away. We all have no choice but to see what has been staring us in the face for years, for centuries. So the question is, how will we respond? Like I said before, I don't have any easy answers for you, but I do have some lessons I want to share about how to move forward in these tumultuous times. The first is this. Life will always be uncertain. It is a lesson that most of us get the chance to learn over the course of years and years, even decades, but one that you're learning right now. This is a time in your life when it feels like everything is turned upside down. And perhaps you're wishing that things could just go back to the way they were. Look, I've been there many times in my life, focused on meaning and service. So graduates, I hope that what you're going through right now can be your wake-up call. That it pushes you not just to think about what kind of career you want to build, but what kind of person do you want to be? And here's the thing, you have the opportunity to learn these valuable lessons faster than the generations before you. And you can learn them together as a cohort of young people ready to take on the world, no matter how tumultuous it may be. And that leads me to my second lesson. In an uncertain world, time-tested values like honesty and integrity, empathy and compassion, that's the only real currency in life. Treating people right will never, ever fail you. Now, I'm not naive. I, I know that you can climb a long way up the ladder selling falsehoods and blaming others for your own shortcomings, shunning those with less privilege and advantage. But that is a heavy way to live. It deadens your spirit and it hardens your heart. It may seem like a winning strategy in the short run, but trust me, graduates, that kind of life catches up to you. You rob yourself of the things that matter most. Deep and loving connections with others. Honest work that leads to lasting contributions to your community. The vibrancy that comes from a diversity of ideas and perspectives. The chance to leave this world a little better than you found it. Don't deprive yourselves of all that. There is no substitute for it. Instead, make a decision to use your privilege and your voice for the things that really matter which is my third lesson today, to share that voice with the rest of the world. For those of you who feel invisible, please know that your story matters. Your ideas matter. Your experiences matter. Your vision for what our world can and should be matters. So don't ever, ever let anyone tell you that you're too angry or that you should keep your mouth shut. There will always be those who want it keep you silent, to have you be seen but not heard. Or maybe they don't even want to see you at all. But those people don't know your story. And if you listen to them, then nothing will ever change. 
So it's up to you to speak up when you or someone you know isn't being heard. It's up to you to speak out against cruelty, dishonesty, bigotry, all of it. It's up to you to march hand in hand with your allies, to stand peacefully with dignity and purpose on the front lines in the fight for justice. And here's the last part. It's up to you to couple every protest with plans and policies, with organizing and mobilizing and voting. And that's my final piece of advice. Graduates, anger is a powerful force. It can be a useful force, but left on its own, it will only corrode and destroy and sow chaos on the inside and out. But when anger is focused, when it's channeled into something more, oh, that is the stuff that changes history. Dr. King was angry. <laughs> Sojourner Truth was angry. Lucretia Mott, Cesar Chavez, the folks at Stonewall, they were all angry. But those folks were also driven by compassion, by principle, by hope. And so they took advantage of whatever resources they had in their own time, thundering from the pulpit and the convention floor, pinning letters from a jail cell, standing up for their rights in the face of police violence. They built coalitions with folks like them and different from them. They got fluent in the language of power. They sat down with leaders they disagreed with because they knew that if they wanted their vision to be made real, it needed to be made law. It needed to be voiced not just on the streets, but in the halls of power. It needed to be carried not just by the housekeeper and the shift worker, but by the senator and the congresswoman, and yes, the president of the United States. So graduates, it is your time now. And look, our democracy isn't perfect. But I have traveled the world and seen the governments and people in so many other countries. And I can tell you that our democracy is sturdy. And yes, it still works. But it doesn't work if you silence yourselves. It does not work if you disengage from the process. And we're seeing the consequences of that right now. But if you hold strong with the same faith that carried all those giants before you toward real, measurable progress, you will change the course of history. Now, I wanted to play that <clears throat> speech, as I mentioned, from First Lady, former First Lady Michelle Obama. It was actually for the class of 2020. So I thought that was a great homage for that class. However, that speech is appropriate for not only the class of 2020 and the class of 2021, it's also relevant to people, period. Because a lot of the things that she was saying, I was receiving as a person that's trying to be a bridge on this podcast. Because I took off the month of April and I was literally ready to just throw in the towel because I'm like... Are people even listening? Are people getting the points of the podcast? Are some of the things that I'm celebrating even motivating people? And to my surprise, I actually 
want to just share something. We have statistics where we can see where people are listening from and what downloads are happening. And I'm so honored that I happen to be on the major podcast list from, uh, you know, as I say at the end, all, all the major podcast stations. And I was very honored and surprised to see all the downloads and the different subjects that were being downloaded. But I was even more honored to see that the listeners were from different countries as well. I actually had a person send me a email regarding something on one of the episodes I did. And it was very um, touching because she was so thankful and she was talking about mental health and in the Latin community. And it was so, I mean, it was just so rewarding that people are listening and even though I always look at just the statistics initially of my hosting podcasting company, I went into all of them from Google Play, Pandora, Spotify, and Apple, iTunes, and Alexis tune in. And I was very honored of all the downloads. You know, people that got Apple phones go to iTunes and so on and so on. So obviously people are listening. So I decided... When I came back in May that I would just continue to do it because, you know, the saying is if you could touch one, you've done your job. If you could touch more, that's a bonus. So I really, really wanted to let you guys hear two different speeches that are both relevant to all people and give the extra bonus of uplifting African-American community right now and the graduates. And we want you guys to have hope and to hang on. So I hope that this was motivating. And as I said, even though this was a HBCU school and an African-American woman giving the speech, I personally felt that the whole speech was a universal speech for all people, but a bonus speech for the African-American community. And I want my sisters and brothers in the community to just hold on Keep the faith, keep the hope. You know, we need that extra oomph because it's rough out here being black in America right now. And I can even say that in my position, it's rough. It's just rough. I tell my friends all the time, you don't have the drama we have. Just waking up, we don't know what's going to happen. You don't have to do anything wrong. You can be educated. You can be rich. You can be successful. It doesn't matter. You're still black. And we're struggling as a community of trying to figure out how we can survive through the hatred that's happening right now. Cause it's scary. I can say that for myself. It is really, really scary. So graduates, congratulations. And I want to give a special shout out to my great niece. Her name is Deja Johnson. I hope she don't mind, but she's a graduate from Valdosta State from the class of 2021. So I am proud of her. I know her mother's proud of her as well. Our whole family is. And I just want to say to you graduates, keep the faith, keep pushing, don't give up because you are our future. And I'm so proud of the young people. So congratulations, graduates. Well, guys, this will end this episode, and I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, 
Follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723, or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.